Welcome to the fundamental interconnectedness of all things, episode number... 64. 64. Is it? That is a monumentous number in... Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Well, I was going to say it's a monumentous number for other reasons. Oh. It's 64. 64 bytes. 8 times 8. Oh, there There's you go. 64 kilobytes, I guess. Yeah. Wow. The Commodore 64. I mean, really the, the wow. glue that uh, uh, bonds us. Bytes and bits. Or at least is the origin of the duo that is Jeremy and Eric. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really? I mean, think Well, about there's it. some genetics involved, isn't there's there? There's zero some... genetics. Well, no, that's not true. Well, that's there's true. There's some but... law involved, but there's no genetics. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 let's. I mean, I think we should probably lay down a little bit of Commodore 64 logic for our listeners Lingo. since we are on episode number 64. 64. And I would like to hear... And I think we've probably touched upon this in other episodes, but the origins of the Commodore 64 for you. For me? Where'd it come from? Where did my Commodore 64 come from? Why the hell were you like sitting in your bedroom going, boy, you know what I could use? Instead um, of buying a car for $800, I think I'm going to buy a Commodore 64. Well, I was, I was kind of a dork. Because um, all the other kids wanted to play football and basketball. Because their their dads all would sit around on the weekends and watch football and basketball, and that was, I mean, Menominee Falls. That's where I'm from. It's kind of a small town, and they were like, "What do we do?" And all small towns, what do they do? The your kids go and play sports, right? And pop sits and watches sports, and sure, hey, we're gonna be sports, sports, which is cool. But I never really got into that because my dad was not from around here, so he did not watch even television at all, let alone sports, and so. Yeah, but when what, we were kids... What's his connection to the Commodore 64? Well, he hated it. Well, he exactly, exactly. So, I, I kind of was like... I, I mean, I, I didn't... I wasn't into what the other kids were into so much. Um, because I don't know why that was. But I also really wasn't into what he was into because... It's hard to it's hard to learn from Carl, you know. I mean, he he could play piano really well, and he wanted to teach me how to play piano. But I was like, uh, I don't like the way you teach, and I didn't like, you know, how that. There's that dad thing, sure, you know? sure. And he was into all this other cool stuff, and I was into that, but not so much with him somehow. So I was like, hey, and this computer thing just started. In fact, you know what? I read. You know what I'm reading again? I'm reading uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Hello. <laughs> um, and he talks about computers. Ba- and this book was written 86? Dirk Gently's? Yeah. 89? Yeah. I, I don't know when it was ex- exactly and when it was he, written, I, I just read this passage about how one of the characters in, in that book uh, was was charged with writing an Apple application... I mean, he he literally talks about Apple IIe computers, and he says that he you know this character was charged with writing, um, an like an Excel program, right? Not, but it wasn't called it was called an accounting program, where you could 
Were first you, published in 1987. Okay, close okay. enough. So he was he's charged with with writing this accounting program, and this accounting program, what it was supposed to do was like take all the numbers for a, a company and con- crunch them down and turn them into either like a like a graph, a pie chart, or a graph or a bar chart or you know one of those. So basically, the chart function of a Microsoft. Basically, Excel. like an Excel, right? Yeah. Um, but then he also he took it a step further and he said, okay, I turned it into um, like like uh, a, a whole bunch of seagulls flying. So, you know, it, it was a little bit more artistic in terms of that, the, the program that he created, apparently. And he also um, turned all the numbers for a, for a company into music. And it was like, oh, he talked about how that was really popular in Japan and that really took off because the music was like very, very happy and light. But in America, it was all kind of like, or no, in England, where, where this book was written, it was like, it was like the death march because somehow the... It, it, like the Volgans, you know, it's like uh-huh. the, it's so much bureaucratic bullshit that goes on in their system that it just was like, it's like this really low key stuff with this accounting. Okay, blah, 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 boring, blah, blah, blah. Um, but how does that fit into your first Commodore 64? Well, I think it fits in because he he uh, was was talking about this back in 87. Yep. Okay. And that's when. If if you weren't like on the mainstream of like oh okay well I'm gonna I'm, I want to play football I want to I you know you go to school and you learn the stupid stuff and I don't want to learn all this stuff I can't wait until school's over so I can go and play football I can get outside and play and I want to play football and I'm gonna get the girls by playing football I'm gonna I'm gonna you know be the best football player and I'm gonna or I'm gonna get the fancy car I'm gonna get the the car rebuild it blah 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 well I wasn't in any of that shit so I'm like oh this new thing that's coming up this new it's completely new this computer stuff is like wow this is like nothing's really ever been done like this before and that is really exciting to me and it's really cool and I want, I'm into that and I want to get into that but and I, w- I had some friends that had some apples you know and I was like oh this is fun you know the little green screen and right and and that was fun but I somehow was was more into games or something and I knew that the Commodore 64 had the somehow the capacity the 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 chip design or whatever was more towards games. The graphics chip, the sound chip, all right, of that right. stuff. Because in the Apple II or even like the early IBMs you were limited to just like beeps and boops for the right. sound and then the graphics were going to be either your black and white, your amber, your green screen. Pretty much the green. Yeah. And oh, I remember like in the library, there was a couple of apples, you know, and we yep. played Adventure. Remember Adventure? Where it was, it wasn't Zork. Like, Zork was one of the first adventures. Text-based RPG. Text, it was, yeah, and Adventure was a text-based RPG for the Apple. I don't know if I ever played that. Well, it, type it in. Maybe maybe something will pop up for it. I think it was just called Adventure. And I would play that a lot, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, you had to, like, cross this bridge and pick up the lantern or whatever and do all this stuff. And and I really liked that. But then when I, when I researched it a little further somehow, I found out that the Commodore 64 had all these color graphics and right. better sounds. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is what I'm going to work for. And I think at that time, it was about 600 It was $600 or so um, to... Somewhere nearby is a colossal cave where others have found fortunes and treasures and gold. Though it is rumored that some who enter are never seen again. Magic is said to work in the cave. I will be your eyes and hands. Direct me with commands of one or two words. Errors, suggestions, complaints to Crowther? 
C-R-O-W-T-H-E-R. If stock type help and some hints, you are standing at the end of a road behind, uh, before a small brick building. Before you is a forest, a small stream flows out of the building and down a gully. Right. Yeah, okay, so that's, so that's I mean, adventure, yeah. I mean, I played a lot of text-based adventures, absolutely. You know, go north. To the north, you see a field with some blah, blah, And then you had to pick up the sword and pick up the there's lantern. Sword, on the floor is a sword. Yeah. And then, oh, the trap door. Where's the trap door? Lift the rug. Oh, there's a trap door under the sure. rug. Go downstairs. It's dark. Light the lantern. Oh, now there's a troll. You have to fight the troll. Blah, blah, blah. That's that's Zork, pretty so much. So Adventure but. was written in 1970, between 1975 and 1977. Wow, so that's even that's like pretty old. So you were playing some, and it was written by uh, Infocom. Infocom. Was oh, Infocom, sure. And they were they the, would talk about Infocom in the adventure. Oh, would they? Yeah. Okay, because Infocom also released um, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mo- oh, the text based adventure oh, right. was the same difference where you'd wake up as Arthur Dent and you'd have to take your analgesic and lay down before the plow. I think it's about as far as I got with that one. I cheated a lot in that game, and I think I did actually end up beating it. Did they have the internet so you could like? No, there was a back then in, in built into the game. If you typed in hints, it, w- it would take you to a hints menu, and you'd you'd type oh. in where you were stuck at. So you'd be like, you know, Mister Prosser, and you and he'd be like, oh, well, if you're at this point, then you you want. So literally, they could just walk you through the whole. Game. Literally, the hints section it would deduct from your points. Like there was a point system in there. Oh, but yeah, literally. So you won the game, but you had one point. <laughs> exactly. So I, you failed. But you won. You got to the end, but you failed. <laughs> so I, I mean, you live to be a hundred, but you're you only have one you leg have one, and you have, <laughs> you have one toe <laughs> sewed to your hip. I don't know. Um, I mean, I I was oh, always hip. into like computers, technology, video games. I remember going to people's houses and they'd have uh, Intellivision or Atari oh, or sure. ColecoVision and just I'd sit there for hours playing these god awful. You know, Mr. Do. Four color guess, yeah, sure. Or the Smurf Adventure for the Intellivision. I don't know if I ever played the Smurf Adventure, but maybe I have. But, you know, and just like, play, you know, the parents would be up in the upstairs drinking beers and like having a good old time shouting. I'd be in the basement, you know, somebody would just have this Intellivision. Back and forth, you know, playing these games. And, well, like we just did for an hour and a half with Mule, right? Right, right. And so when I first met you, I swear you were probably like 12 and I was probably like... Well, how old are you now? You're 20, 30, 40. How old are you? Uh, 38? I'm going to be 39 in 39. like five days. Okay, and I'm 32, so there's a seven-year difference. So when you were 12, I would have been... Good Lord. Five? Yeah, but we weren't thinking about computers then. I'm pretty sure, like, I came that over... That was 82. I'm pretty sure I came over and you're like, I have a computer. <laughs> 82 here's how you load boulder dash and i was like oh wow and you were and you were already playing in television at five i must maybe i'll give us one more year so maybe you were 13 and i was six okay but yeah absolutely I get yeah. So all you did was like plug the cartridge in and play. Yeah, and so you. And I was like, all right, I have you, all these different games. You're like load quote dollar comma sign eight. quote comma eight enter. Okay, now you got to find the game. And you got to scroll up and you got to type in load quote game name comma eight comma one enter. Okay, now type in your sys command. Yeah, and 
I, you thought that was the coolest shit ever, and it was. It was. It was cool back it, then. You know, it was like, wow, look you, at this. Look what we can do. You showed me Boulder Dash, Droll, Ghostbusters, New York City, all of those games on the Commodore sixty four. Summer games. Summer games. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Summer games and winter games and dive, world games. Dive. You get a hundred. You get the gold medal, and it would write oh, to the, the disc. You hit and it the would rock. Save your score. You, oh, you would hit the rock in uh, world games, I think. <laughs> Because world games, you'd do cliff diving. And yeah, if you, like, right. angled it right, you just, like, bounce off the rock. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, I don't know. D- d- good times ensued. Yeah. Well, I, I had a lot of I had a lot of fight to, to get that computer, though. I mean, it was, like, 600 bucks. Yeah. It was brand new. Of course, you couldn't buy anything used back then. So, you know? did you... What, did you save up your allowance? Or well, McDonald's I think I, I worked money? with my dad. You know, he, okay. he was a carpenter, and he had, like, these weird jobs that he would do and and he's like oh come along and you can make you know i don't know how much he paid me but i was well, like you okay six hundred dollars over the course i of- must have made it up yeah i must have got it i i did i have a paper out at some point i don't know but uh probably but yeah i made it up and i i said all right and i think my mom took me over there and we went to it was at uh it was a radio radio shack radio no it was um Radio Doctors? It was some music store. Yeah. It was a music store in the mall. Yeah. Right in Menominee Falls. And I went there and I picked it out and I got the monitor. Yep. And I got the disk drive and I got the... The Commodore 64? Commodore 64 keyboard. Maybe and I got... Some joysticks? Uh, I must have probably got a joystick. You had then. like four or five of them by the time I was introduced to it. I think they were all like Atari joysticks that could... Well, it was, yeah, they were the same pin they were the same connector yeah yeah so th- and those were always my favorite because they were like kind of firm mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. of the ones i would I, I think i bought a real fancy one, one you had time. like a red one that had like yeah, a button, a button on, on the top. top i hated that one oh, it was, i love that it was one. too loose it was like bippity bippity bop the because i like to i like it firm i like my <laughs> shaft to be I, firmly I, attached to the base look i hear you <laughs> i'm with i don't ya. like it wobbly um and the first game that i bought with the commodore 64 uh-huh any any guesses You've, you've probably wait, heard wait, wait, this. You probably know this. Uh, I don't, but the f- I'm, I'm just trying to. It was it was a comic strip. I'll let you know. Oh, that. then it must have been uh, BC's Quest Best for, for tires. tires. Okay, sure. Yep. <clears throat> and so, well, after I got introduced to your Commodore 64, I would go to various people's houses, and all of a sudden, out of their 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 bureaus or their their desks or whatever. They would have Commodore 64s. I remember one person uh, had the Commodore 64 SX, which was a laptop. I don't know if you ever saw that thing. It was like this. It wasn't a laptop. It was more like a briefcase. And the keyboard folded out from the front. And then in the briefcase, sitting on its side, if you can imagine that, was like a four-inch CRT monitor. And then to the right of that was two disk drives. And then the keyboard folded down. So Well, that wasn't a gaming computer then, was it? Uh, I mean, you could. It, it was a Commodore. I mean, they had, it had it like like the full graphics and everything. It was a color four inch, a four inch, six inch. Oh, how's I, I, I'm making hand gestures? It was like this big. Wow, what is that? Like four, or six, five? Yeah, I, yeah five. It, it or was six. small. It was really small. It was. But I mean, the it was like the graphics it was, were like it was that probably sharp. Smaller than a DVD, you know, in, in, wow. in size. But yeah, well, sharp. Of course, it was sharp. But see, now that computer was probably designed more for business, right? That was for the business. Oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna. gonna So here's all of a sudden you have your your corporate logo as defined by your numbers from last year that look like a flock of seagulls flying. (laughs) So you had a corporate logo that meant something. That's a little throwback to the gently there. Okay. 
But it was a cool idea. It was like you have corporate logos that mean something because they reflect your, you know, your profits for this year or whatever. If, you know, it, it used to like be a bunch of birds that flew out and, and like created a, your logo. But the more profits you had, like the more birds or the faster they flew or something. And then if you had lousy profits that year, then your birds would fly a little slower. There'd be less of them or something. I don't know. So here's a memory that I have. I remember going with you and one of your friends, I don't know who it was, to the mall, probably that same store where they had racks and racks of games for the Commodore 64. And me being probably eight, maybe, maybe nine at this time, I was, you know, I'd, I'd pick up a game and I'd look at it and they were like 15, 20 bucks or whatever. And then, and I'd look at it and I'd be like, well, Eric, Eric, why is there only one game on this disc? <laughs> because obviously you had uh, met the the steamy underside yeah. of the Commodore 64 community and you would always have five to six to ten games sitting on a disc. And I was like, who the hell would pay $20 <laughs> for one game? This is ridiculous. And you're like, quiet, ixnay on the Ames game. Yeah. And so then what happened? I don't remember. Then we... Well, what happened? You you leapfrogged ahead of me in the computer world, and now I'm selling children's clothing. <laughs> well... Fast forward 20 years. I, I mean, throughout my childhood, I remember going, like, my parents would take us to, like, our boss, my parents' boss's house or, or whatever friends that they had. And, like, I, I don't know how, if I would ask the question or whatever, but eventually I would be placed in front of a computer. And I would be. And like, you knew what you were doing. Where are the games? You know. So, you know, I remember being placed in front of uh, PCs and Mac, or well, I guess apples oh. and whatever, and like just through sheer luck or or whatever, just like plugging. I figured out how to load up this. Well, because basic basic was <clears throat> was pretty basic, and I think Apple and. Uh, well, I think Commodore what, at both had the, and IBM at that point actually. I mean, no, if they started out, Commodore, Basic was Commodore was the only one that had the basic operating system. So you'd you'd turn on the Commodore sixty four and immediately you could start programming Basic. The Apple and the IBM, if you didn't put in a disc that had like a like a bootloader, it would just give you like syntax error. I don't remember exactly like oh, what the error was. So you so were you at, had, like you, you were at the DOS screen or whatever for right. Apple. Kind of, you yeah. You didn't have an operating system at all. At the old Apple Apple right. IIEs and yeah. Apple Lisa and, and whatever, they yeah, they, there was just, uh, it was all command prompt. There was no, yeah. it wasn't Mac-based or, you know. See, and I never thing. I never made that jump. I, I always thought that that the Commodore 64 was, was the command prompt. I didn't realize that that was like an operating system. I didn't realize that that floated on top of the command prompt somehow. You know what I'm saying? Well, I could get technical with you for a minute. The Commodore 64 had 64K of memory, but 32K of that was allocated to the basic operating system. So any of the games that you played could only reside in the other 32K of memory. Because uh, 32K So they were only 32K games. Exactly. It was already, operate, uh, already taken up by this operating system. Ah, uh, that actually... Whereas the PC was like, here's a blank mm-hmm. slate. Here's a blank slate. Put in a disc, and you can use as much of this memory as you can possibly fit oh. into this thing. So that's kind of why the Commodore 64, you know, obviously didn't make it. It, you know, the PC and the Apple had well, a little bit more flexibility with what they were able to do. I, I, th- that actually turned on a, a light inside of my head, though, because 
because at the top of the screen it would say Commodore 64, 32,738 basic bytes. Well, no, not necessarily that, but okay. there were some games, and the the more complex the games were, it seemed like... The more they'd slow down? No. the oh. What you had to do sometimes with these games was you'd have to give the command to the to the basic operating system that was 32... Okay. Uh, it was fifty percent of the of the r- complete operating system. memory of right. the system. Uh-huh. You'd give it an SYS sixty four seven thirty eight. Yeah, which was a complete restart. Restart, and when you gave it that, it would it would probably go back to the original like like uh, loading state. DOS. No, what is it called? Yeah, the uh, the BIOS or whatever. And so, and then it got the routine to say, oh, don't even load that that operating system load the entire game so then you could get the full 64 that was because somebody told me that that was the machine that was like a machine language game and that was like what could could use 100 like 64k or 100 percent of the commodore and those were the better games okay and i never understood what that was really i was but i knew the code i knew it was like all right oh this is a game that you have to type sys 64 738 which was the in fact if you type that in there and type search that on google see what it says Okay. SYS. SYS. 64, 738. Um, wow, there's an SYS 64738.net, which is gay. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry, folks. Why? Um, Why? What did it, it showed up the Commodore screen there. Uh, I'm just trying to... Here's like a whole bunch of Commodore 64 code. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, 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 oh. It was like a reboot. It was like... it. it you know what? A- this is so underground. It means something to a lot of people because we have an SYS64738.net website. I've got another website that's labeled SYS64738, but I don't have anything that's like... SYS6478 was the machine language code for blah, blah, blah. I'm not uh. finding that right away. All I'm finding is like a bunch of like uber geeks are like, I know what this means, but I'm not going to tell you. So I never actually, I never had to do that. None of the games that I really? ever ran required typing that in. Well, I, the, the fact that I remember that, <clears throat> I mean, I can't even remember my phone number half the time. And here's I mean, for God's that sakes, number that I remember. There's a there's a guy on Live Journal whose nickname is SYS64738. So, I mean, clearly um, that guy. Wait, 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 wait. For those curious about my username who aren't geek old enough to remember to get it on their own, SYS64738 is the command on the Commodore 64, which would cause a restart. And that's exactly what this journal is, a completely restart. I've themed my journal to match. So it's just a restart. Well, but So what would happen after you typed in the SYS64738? Usually the screen would lock. Yeah. And then if you had a disk in or if you had loaded something that that realized that it needed the SYS64738 it somehow then like the the colors would go on the outside screen the the light blue right and you then that would lock cream. and then and then boop and then your game would be in really yeah it somehow somehow when you load you would load the game you would load the game but it would be like compressed somehow uh-huh so then when you reset it it would still be in the memory, but then it would like somehow be able to access more of the memory, 
so you could get 64 okay or maybe 60 of it instead of just 32 of it you know sure, what i mean sure i don't know i'm not sure but it sticks in my head anyways uh, yeah I, 60 uh, sys 64 738 it kind of sucks that i never really made that transition to the to the to the ibm though to the pc or to the well, apple well i mean let, let's i mean it took me many 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 years before i got into the pc i mean a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that i i associate with now in the computer world had already made the leap to like 286s or 8086s or TRS 80s or whatever and I was still sitting there on my Commodore 64 like no guys this is really cool you know and by that time even when I was plunking around my Commodore 64 Commodore was out of business so you know obviously they had a clear advantage on me and then, uh, yeah, at some point, I said, you know, I, I guess, you know, yeah, the writing is on the wall. I it's guess still I'll the glue that PC. holds the the beeline together, isn't it? Not the Commodore 64, just computing in general is oh. what holds the beeline together. So that wasn't like a, that was like, they were all on, on PCs at that point? The original beeline was run on, okay, so folks, for those of you listening who are joining this riveting conversation, the beeline was a multi-line chat line <laughs> running around the mid-80s to the late late 80s early 90s that allowed people anywhere basically to dial in these phone lines and 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 chat with up to 12 to 12 to 18 other users depending on the generation that you uh called in on and the first version was running an apple II, and this dude named craig he wrote this whole thing bought a shit ton of modems uh allocated a whole bunch of phone lines plugged it all in and it was cross compatible so if you had a pc or a commodore 64 or a 128 or an Amiga or a, or a Apple, you could dial into this chat line and talk to everybody. And then eventually he transferred it to the 18-line version, which was run on a PC. You mean chat with everybody? Uh, you could chat with everybody. I don't know what I said. But talk. Yeah, chat. Chat, talk, whatever. Well, no, it's a difference because, I mean, so, talking... I mean, the, the, the difficulty in then is because people will ask, like, well, how did you and Jenny meet? And then we gotta, go through, to, yeah. we gotta go through Well Do you know what a BBS is? No Okay Well a BBS is a bulletin well, board system Well Alright So a bulletin board system yeah. With multi It's kind of like AIM Except yeah. you dialed in On a thing called a modem Did you ever see war games? Basically it's like that Well What what is what do you have right now? What How are you getting your You, you got a modem basically Don't you? It's It's a server Or a re, re, What is it called? Uh, it's a It's a modem Isn't it? Uh, what is it? It's 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 more Linksys. Of, it's more of a bridge to get technical because a modem is is an acronym, not an acronym, but is short for modulation demodulation. So with a modem, you would send out electronic signals, which would then be converted, which would be modulated and then demodulated. So let me think about this for a second. You would modulate your electronic signals into analog, and then when it was received on the other side, it would demodulate that into electronic so that it could be represented on your screen as legible text. We don't really modulate and demodulate anymore with DSL and cable modems. It's more of a bridge where we say, okay, I got I got a chunk of data and communications on this side of town. I want to send it to that side of town. So we're no longer really doing that modulation demodulation we're just like okay send it over there and how then, and then i get it in what in what uh well and that like in, a series of beeps in a nutshell yeah in a series of really fast beeps huh yeah really fast and you can send a huge packet of it well it's kind of like light 
like light is little packets of of photons yeah you're sending little packets of well for dsl you're no uh, yeah, I, that, that kind of gets a little bit above me i i really i'm stepping outside my boundary if i try well, to I'm describe ca- i'm trying this. to think of like like demod like modulate I, I i mean i understand that where it's like okay well you i mean type the, something and okay the computer the, well, see, what, one wait, wait. keystroke is like okay eight bits right the which modem- is like zero zero one zero one zero one, which is a sure, and so it would take that bit and turn it into it trans- demo- or wait, wait. modulate it into a an audible beep. sound. So you remember you dialed BBSs when you were living in Menominee Falls, yeah, right? and you you do your 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 command ATDT and then your your phone number and it go yeah, and then you'd be connected. Yep, that is the that that noise that is the handshake but once it's handshake and said okay we're going to connect at this speed at that point what you're not hearing but is actually transpiring over the phone line is a series of noises and those noises are being your computer's translating the the bits that you're typing into a noise and the other side is taking that noise and then translating it back into what you originally typed and it's it's slow yep at the time it was fast but in today's DSL and cable modem is slow and so now it's I, I don't even I really would hesitate I, I can't even speculate on what it does it's fucking fast Pack, packets of information packets of data that's amazing um so let's uh it's amazing let's stop talking about this cause it's it's I think it's um is it entertaining I I don't know. Yeah, are you bamboozled? Well, are you are you? We just it was, spent, it was fun. We just spent an hour and a half. Well, now why did we? What? Yeah, playing Mule, which playing is Mule, from which is the actually Commodore sixty four. Originally, I think we talked about this last week, but I'm going to repeat myself. It came from the Apple II. Oh, it did. Or no, no, no. I'm sorry, not the Apple II. It came from the Atari eight hundred computer system, and then was trans or ported to the Commodore sixty four, and then ported to the Nintendo. Wow. And so we played. An hour and a half. An of that. Hour and a half of it on on only the second Ooh. mode. We need to we need we got to do the third mode. We will have to figure out what's going to happen. Last week we played normal. But see, some of those games are it's standard. it's amazing. Some of those games hold up better than you know like the Spider Mans or whatever that they pump out for the movie specials. Oh, here's a new game. Oh, here's Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings two. Lord of the Rings three. Here's well. I think I, I, that this I Nintendo mean, version of Mule and probably even the Commodore 64 version of Mule works because there's a lot of downtime while the computer's doing its thing or the auction is happening where we can kind of like we can kind of figure out what's going bit. on. Like, okay, so, yeah. we just produced a whole bunch of energy. So next round, you know, energy only sold for ten dollars. So maybe next time we should make some Smith or which yeah, was but there's games like that. There's games like that. Look at, I mean, you have there's downtime when you like. But we can when have you a hack beer. and slash. When you're you're like hacking and slashing, and then you have to go back to the store and say, all right, now what do I want to what do I want to sell? What do I want to buy? Do I want to hang out of these gnomes? Do I want to pile them on the bed? See, but do I'll I- bet you, <laughs> right. Look at all these toy cars I've collected. I'll throw them all in my bed. Um, I'll bet you that between the hour and a half that we played, each of us probably had an actual physical seven minutes, minutes yeah. of game play where we were moving things around and pressing buttons. And the rest of the time was, hey, get me another beer. Let's all oh, look at that. Oh, he's that green guy. He's going to sell all that energy. And 
that that, that should happen. And what other games are like that today, yeah. I mean, the the games that you have today, and I'm not complaining about them by any means, but I mean, if you're playing like Halo Wars or whatever, you're constantly running, you're constantly shooting, and you can't, you don't have time to take a sip of your beer, look over at your buddy and say, hey man, what do you, that was, oh, that was fun. No, you're you're sitting there like shooting, shooting, shooting. Not saying that's a bad thing, but it's just, it's... Well, it's, well, but also there's, I mean, in the Halo, there's the people that, I mean, people have the, um, headphones and they sit there and you chat with people while you're playing yeah but that's more you know i've played the games with the guys that have the headsets and it's it's mostly not camaraderie like a jovial camaraderie experience it's more like fucker i just pwned you and then they move on to the next guy wow you know so it's more of like a the ego boosting trip where they they have the ability now to taunt you not only can they kick your ass in the game but then they can tell you hey i just kicked your ass oh. and it's kind of like oh god damn it well maybe that's uh where our society maybe, is going well maybe i'm just getting old and i'm just like yeah. i don't i don't want to deal with that kid. you know that actually kind of i mean that idea actually kind of saddens me a little bit because what's that well the idea that you know 20 years ago we would we would play this game and we really found it exciting. It was really cool because you had to think about it a little well, bit. And you can laugh. And to, this day, like, to this day, we've, <clears throat> we, we still kind of hang on to that. It's like, hey, you know, we can have a lot of fun doing this because we'll talk. And even though we have an hour and a half game, we have seven minutes of play time that we're right. actually playing. But yet it's, it's a good time and we can talk about it, you know. Uh, I don't think a kid, even Erica, I don't think could sit down and play a game like this. She would... Be, get bored quick. She'd get bored. She'd need. She'd be like, "What? Oh, what? This is stupid. What are we doing here? I, yes. I, I, I need to do more. I want to. What's? Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely um, right. So, I mean, what, what, what kind of commentary does that have on our society today? I mean, our so- we, well. You know, we, we, we need, we need things going. Look at our kids. Look at Ella. Look at Lily. I mean, they, they need. Now, now toddlers, I'm sure, in, in for the last 150 years, have been like they get to this point where they're like, oh, they got to run around and do something all the time. But, but then it's like, well, you know, there's not something going on all the time. You don't have to be doing stuff all the time. But nowadays, they're just like they they never learn that there is any downtime. They right. don't have any downtime. You are living your life full on to the hilt all the time, and there's you always have to be doing. You can't just sit there and wait. Okay, I'm preparing dinner. You have to wait. No, no, I have to be doing something. I have to be doing something. I have to be either pulling this down or bugging you. You have to pick me up, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up because I'm, I'm, you pick me up or I'm gonna, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I well, mean, what are you making? How do you, wait, what are you making a metaphor for children or for people? Because I think children become people. Well, and children learn, the children look at people and the people are either watching television, talking on the phone, cooking dinner. They're doing six different things at once. Yeah, and they're never slowing down. They're you know not- what? But back up a second. I, I think that 150, 200 years ago, you had mom and dad toiling in the fields. Maybe not 400 years ago. You had mom and dad toiling in the fields, coming home, making dinner, putting everybody to bed, getting up at the crack of dawn, toiling in the fields, making dinner, going back to bed. So I don't think it really. I, I think I don't know. I think the human condition is that you're doing, 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 doing. I don't know. Doing. And now, now that we're not toiling in the fields for 14 hours, uh, well, no. now hear me out. Yes, I will. Uh, now that we're not toiling in the fields for 14 hours a day, and we're, we're working our eight-hour shifts, and we're coming home, now it's like, okay, now I need to do some yard work. Now I need to cook dinner. Now I need to clean the house. Now I need to do this. Now, oh, I can finally watch a little bit of television. And when we're doing, 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 and so sometimes what I'll do 
and I, I sometimes feel guilty about this, is I'll just go in the middle of the living room, lay flat on my back, and consciously say, I am not going to do anything for the next 15 minutes, and just lay there, you know? And then <clears throat> the mind starts spinning, and you're like, well, I, I could be reading a book right now, or I could be playing a game, or, boy, the lawn needs to be mowed, or... Ah, those dishes really need to be done. And so you're laying on the floor trying to get this 15 minutes of like, I'm going to do absolutely nothing because why do I always have to be doing something? There's always going to be something for me to do. Why do I need to do it? Let me just wait just a moment and just not do anything. But yet the human condition or, or how I'm conditioned is saying, get up and you got to do something. You can't just sit here. Right, I, but I, I think you know. You I can, can appreciate that very much. You can look at that as, as today, and I think you can also look at that as four hundred years ago. I think, in all cases, your human beings, animals, mammals are always doing something. Yes. I don't think you see a whale that's just like, mm, I'm just gonna lay here for a while. I think a whale is like, where's well, my next meal? Uh, okay, not where's my baby? I need to feed my baby. I need right, some yes, more more yes. keel or krail or what are they? Shrimps, krill. whatever. Yeah, you know. Okay, that's that's a good point. Uh, I like I like the bit about just laying on your back and like chilling out. But I think my point was more of, um, and I don't know about this four hundred years ago thing. I mean, we could talk about the past, and if okay, you talk about four hundred years ago, you can talk about two hundred years, you can talk about hundred years ago, and they're all a little bit different. But I think there's different um, technological advances, and what we started out talking about in this podcast was the computer. The and Commodore sixty four to be well, specific. and and well, I think it was a it was a computer revolution. I think it was a it was a technological revolution that that completely changed the the fabric and the the the, the playing field for the human race. Um, as did uh, television, as did uh, probably most essentially radio, um, because before radio, I mean, radio is what a hundred years old. Before radio, okay, people didn't like. Okay, we're going to turn the radio on and sit around and listen to the radio. And there's this really good orchestra, the Duke Ellington Orchestra, that's going to play a live, you know, set of jazz. And we're all going to sit in the living room and listen to it. Well, before that, um, now granted, yes, there was a, a lot more work to be done in the fields or whatever. But there was still a lot of downtime. There was still the weekends. There was still... I don't think there was you know, weekends 400 years ago. Oh, come on. Yeah, there were. Okay, farmers. Farmers. What did farmers do? Farmers work intensely for And then they celebrated the harvest. And then they sit there all winter doing nothing, right? No, they they get ready. What do they do? They sit there and starve for three months waiting for the crops. Okay, so during that time... They, they, four or five hundred years ago, we had Beethoven. We had Mozart. And so they played piano. They played the cello. They played all these instruments. And the, and the other people, like normal people, you and me, we would probably have a piano here in the in the somewhere, and we, we would teach our kids how to play piano or sing. We would get around and sing, or we would tell stories. We would talk. So you're saying that everybody in there was a lot four hundred years ago was like a super no, talented musician. No, but there was a lot more of it. There was a lot more of it. A lot more people knew a lot more about music. No. And a lot more about storytelling and a lot more about singing. I don't... Yes, yes. I don't know that you know, and I don't... I know that I don't know, but I envision that there was probably a lot of, how are we going to eat tomorrow? Let's figure that out, rather than jovial, hey, we just 
planted a whole bunch of crops. Let's go play the piano. Ding, 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 ding. It wasn't jovial, necessarily. Look at bluegrass. What is bluegrass? They sit around. They're like, hey, let's just, I got this guitar and I got a big bottle of whiskey. What the fuck? Let's, let's drown our sorrows and play guitar and just, who, and we're going to forget about everything. We're going to forget about our troubles. Now, how do we forget about our troubles? We turn on the television and watch Oprah and, and see other people that have worse troubles than us. Or we turn on Jerry Springer. And and that's where our, where our society is going. Instead of like playing or singing through our blues and our troubles, we turn on the TV and watch other people and, and laugh at other people and say, oh, man, look at it. And we're sitting there on our ass doing it. And our kids are watching us do this. And so where's the next step going to be? You know, what are they going to do to... to get through their time i don't know i mean maybe i'm full of shit you know i I don't know i think it's easy to look at the past and and see like i mean where do you get your past information you get your past information from movies and television and yeah pretty much books books and my own you know putting together what i see today and how it possibly could have evolved to this so i mean i mean if you if you if you focus on the good and filter out the bad, then yeah, I guess you're probably going to have a bunch of jovial farmers that at the end of a hard night's harvesting are, are sitting out back playing their whiskey jug bluegrass music and having a good old time. And that would be awesome, but I and just... And you know what? If you focus on the bad, we would not be here today. Right. People would have just said, fuck it, it's too hard, let's die. <laughs> right? So they had to keep going. They had to have something that kept them going. And that was probably, well, booze and liquor and <laughs> and sex and music. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's what kept people going, you know? And kids, you know, we're going to have some kids. and But we're not just going to be assholes all the time because we're pissed, because we're scared we're not going to be able to eat. Right. Let's let's have a little fun. Let's bust out. Let's sing. Let's sing a song. What, what are the blues all about, you know? Sing through it. Talk through it. But nowadays, what do we... Well, we have American Idol. Oh, and karaoke. Yeah, that's okay. But the majority of the time, you just... As far as I'm concerned, you see kids and whatnot nowadays. They're either playing video games or they're playing like, oh, we're going... We we have to buy new soccer outfits and we're going to go play soccer or basketball. We need the new shoes for basketball. We're going to play... We're going to play this this sport that's like totally regimented and dad's going to be on the sidelines shouting and shouting, you know? And they're paying the coach ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a game or whatever. I mean, it's fucking little. It's a bunch of kids playing a game. You know, it's not. They're, you're not prepping them to be a professional basketball player for God's sakes. You know, um, and I think kids are growing up a lot faster, and they're they're growing up uh, uh, with this shorter attention span where they need. Well, I'll and this do- goes back to the video games. It's like okay. You, you, you need something there's this barrage of input all the time and you have to deal with it you can't just can you imagine trying to get Ella to lay down on the floor and say just kind of lay there and relax for all you know what though I bet you a hundred years ago I bet you kids did that they would just when they were four years old they would probably lay there and look at the clouds and just fart around they weren't like oh 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 my god oh look what's it oh, da, 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 da. I don't I don't know I read Tom Sawyer Mark Mark Twain Samuel Clemens had yeah, some but how old were those commentary. kids? Yeah, they were a little bit older. But yeah, they were like twelve and fourteen. Okay, what? How many kids do you know that are twelve and fourteen? 
And what are they? They're even worse. They're just like, oh my God, I got to do this, yeah, this, and this, and that. I got to tell them, text, I've been texting message. I got, oh, and then I'm just, heck, you can't even talk to them. You're making a generalization. I, I remember when I was 12 and 14, there were certain occasions where you just lay out and be like, ah, this is a pretty cool day out there. Look at those. Okay, clouds. and that was 20 years ago? Pretty awesome. That was 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. And if you think about Moore's Law with computing, <laughs> There's probably a law for humanity. I guarantee it. I don't know how many how many twelve year olds do you know. Look at Erica for God's sake. I know zero. You try to get Erica to sit down for five minutes, and 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 just sit there and think. And oh my God, come on, no, she does not. That girl does not have downtime. I'm sorry, Erica, if you're listening to this and and you you disagree with me, uh, come and give me a a little light slap in the face because uh, maybe I'm wrong. But as far as I'm concerned. There's, there's kids nowadays just cannot relax and just enjoy what's in front of them and and the clouds and okay, and maybe but, but, each but, individual kid's probably different. But let me, but wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me, let me come to Erica's defense, even though she doesn't listen. I'm not. No, no, no. I know. I know. I know. I know. You're not picking on her. Oh. And she doesn't listen anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I think it's not necessarily a bad thing when you're 19 or 20 years old to be go, 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 because you don't really have that much responsibility and it's not necessarily a bad thing to be bouncing. I mean, what is she doing? She's going to college, and then she's going to a play, and then she's going to a uh, dress rehearsal, and then she's going to be in the play, and then she's going to manage the play, and then she's going back to school, and then she's eating breakfast, and then she's going to school, and then she's going to the play. And then, you know, she's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Pooping. I mean, at some point, you're going to grow old, and, and then that's at the point where that's it's when like. You slow down? Not necessarily where you slow down, but. You're not necessarily involved in the vibe that's going on, the scene or whatever. And now when you're older, you're like, I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to come home and then I'm going to eat dinner. I'm going to watch this television show because everybody at work watches this television show. And then I got to go on my Facebook and update my Facebook and say that I watch this TV show. And then I'm going to watch the TV news. And then I'm going to go to bed and then I'm going to well, get up and I'm going to read the newspaper. Yeah, okay, okay. That actually... Boring, boring, boring. That okay. That makes a lot of sense, and it also touches on uh, a a bigger um, issue that I kind of have with the society. And maybe I'm just sitting over here being a being a you know cynical bitch, crusty uh, curmudgeon. Crusty curmudgeon. Yes, I was going to say that, but I said cynical bitch instead because you're the crusty curmudgeon. I'm the cynical bitch. You're um, off my lawn, <laughs> you darn kids. If I'd have gotten away with it too, for the hand in for those. All darn children. I wouldn't have been for those kids. Ah, uh, shut up, you crusty curmudgeon. Uh, um. So, what is my larger curmudgeon here? Huh? Um. Uh. Okay. So this 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 idea that you put forth of she's she's in she's she's young and she's in this gotta go gotta gotta be involved in in all the things that are hell. I was when I was eighteen. Okay. Or 19. Right. 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 No. Not necessarily involved in like, the theater okay. or anything, but yes. it's just like going yes. and involved right. in like the, the under not necessarily the right. underground scene, but just like involved and like Right. I'm no. glad I was, but go ahead. You know what? That is this is a good thing and a bad thing has gotten us to the point of our society where we're in. It made America the number one country in the world, but it's also gotten us to the point where we we didn't take enough time being involved in all these things. As as a young and and 
I think the, the the kids they they get involved in all these things and they don't examine things enough and they just trust blindly, and so now you got these older people that are like you said, well, I'm just gonna work, and they're like, oh, hey, wait a minute, these kids are just like blindly trusting anything. I have a lot of money. I can persuade the media into getting those kids into interested to what I want them to interested in. I can make a lot of money here, and so they just start pushing the kids into things that they don't really want to be in war. Uh, you know, these, these crazy mortgage schemes, um, this crazy energy shit. I mean, can you imagine if, if honestly, if, if the American people now, I, I honestly still believe that the American people are fairly smart and if they could slow down for 15 minutes and lay on the floor and think about this subject, yeah, 15 minutes. how are we going to get energy for the future? Should we keep building coal-fired plants? Should we keep going over to Iraq and fighting so that we can get the oil that's over there and losing all kinds of American lives and and charging $2.50 for a gallon of gas and, and fucking up the environment? Or should we look at the sun and say, wow, look at all the energy, the free energy that's coming from the sun. All we'd have to do is build these solar panels and we have the capability to do it right now and we could put a lot of money into the engineering of this and that's where the, the kids could learn how to do this. We Everybody would just have a solar panel on the roof. If the average Joe the fucking plumber would think about this and not be, you know, bombarded by all this fucking rhetoric that the rich guys are pumping out through the media because they're making money because they own the coal-fired plants and they own the petroleum companies, they would say, well, hell yeah, let's just get the energy from the sun. It's free, right? And I'll learn how to put a solar power on my roof, but it does that doesn't keep the economy. That doesn't get that economic engine going. That doesn't that doesn't factor in well with the Reaganomic trickle down theory because the super fucking rich don't get super fucking richer, and then they're not able to sprinkle down their little money onto the poor people, right? That's that's the trickle down theory. It's got to go up to the rich people, right? The guys that own the the, the production for the oil and the production for the energy. See what I'm saying? I and do. that's that's why we have to get these kids to slow down a little bit to think about some things instead of being completely blindsided and and completely you know with their with their motor running full tilt ahead into whatever they're into because they're going to get into the wrong wrong area. But then again, maybe that's important. Maybe some of them have to do that. And that's what keeps the diversity of, of our country. And we need a few people like me who are like, whoa, whoa, Nelly, slow down. Slow them horses down. Slow that horses down. We're going the wrong way. But I think there's less and less people like me digging our heels in to slow it down. Or maybe there are now. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's like everybody wants to, wants to slow it down. But it's already gone so far that all the ropes are broken. And it's like... Now we're standing around behind the the horse that's so far down the road that we figure, what the fuck? Go we might as well horsey. get a different horse. Let's just breed a whole new whole new uh, generation in between here. And I don't know, it's weird. That's there were too many metaphors there, but you went a lot of different places there. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what I was talking about myself. I have to listen to this again. Maybe it made sense. What? I don't even know where to start beginning to address all of those points, but I, I wanted to say, and I don't know why I wanted to say, is that the people that you're talking about that uh, uh, control these things and the, kind of set the direction for these young people to, to do and to buy and to mm-hmm. use the coal, I mean, 
that's a bad thing, but less than 1% of our population is in that arena. So that means that there's 99 point some odd percent of people that are not in that position. But that 0.1% controls 80% of the wealth, and 80% of the wealth controls where 95% of the people in a, commun- in a, in a society go. Because they are and completely so, dependent on the on the the, the things that that point one percent of the people control. So look the, at energy. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. What I, what I think you have to do at some point, whether you're a youngster or or our age or older, is I think at some point you just have to accept that. You have to accept the fact that in a capitalistic America, you're going to have less than 1% of the population controlling 99% of the wealth and controlling the direction of the country. And you have to just say, okay, you got to bend over, you got to loosen up your muscles, and you just got to take it because it's going to be a lot less painful that way. And then you have to say, what? I've accepted this. What can I make with the rest of the time or, or the rest of the energy or the rest of what I've got available to me? You know, it's, it's a sorry state of affairs, but what can you really do about it unless you're going to, you know, revolution, communism, socialism, and turn the whole thing around? Why not have a little bit of fun with it? Why not Why not be Erica? Why not be 19 years old and go to college and go to the play and then run a play and then be a stage manager and then be an actress and then sing and then be on a CD and then go back to school and then do this? And then, yeah, you're making jack shit for money, but whatever. You're having a good time. You're meeting a shit ton of people. You're making connections. You're not going to make a lot of money, but whatever. You're having a good time. And by the time you get out of college, you get out of the whole system, you've had this whole experience with the theater well, I'm not, I'm and all not, of these not, people. And, okay, fine. You don't get into the movie business or the television business or even, like, Broadway, right? You, you, you become an accountant. you got this work-a-day job. But at least in the back of your mind, you've got these memories of, like, for four years of my life or, or eight years if I got a master's or whatever, I did all this crazy stuff. We, we went to poetry slams. And then right after the poetry slam, we, we studied our asses off on cappuccinos and we smoked cigarettes and then the next morning we'd go to do our study and it was awesome and we'd got A's and then we went to the play and then we were in the play and then we actually got on television once because they had a filming of the arts community and da 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 what's you know I mean I got no problems with that it's it to some degree it's settling for your memories but in another way I mean at least you've lived a part of your life and you lived it to the max and I, I know I'm kind of contradicting myself because you could have said, you know what, I don't want to go to this play. I don't want to act in this play. I'm going to lay on my back in my bedroom because I'm tired. No, that's not what I'm saying either. I, I And that's, I mean, everything you just explained right there, I don't have a problem with. I don't know how you took that from what I was talking about. I'm talking I about... I feel, though, that I, I, I didn't do what I explained, but I feel that I did what my... I did what I wanted to that compares to that. I lived those years to the fullest. You know what I mean? I didn't go to poetry slams and be in plays and like do that sort of stuff. But I did other things that were equally uh, important to me or, or, or interesting to me as, as, as I am as a person. Okay. Well, and I have those memories. And every now and then, you know, you lay on the back and be like, yeah, remember that time that was awesome. And then you move on. You know, you've got that in your back pocket. Yes, yes, and that's not. I don't have a problem with that at all. I, I, I think it's fantastic, but that's not really what I was 
I, I don't really have a have a have a, a beef with that. I think what I have a beef with is the more of like I don't know, just maybe the fashion, maybe like you know, people spending a lot of money on on these new the new clothes that come out. Oh, because that's oh, I, I feel important right now. This is really important to get this this particular item of clothing and it's like $400 but I'm going to work towards it and I'm going to look really good and I'm going to wear this and I'm going to look really good in this and and it's it's because oh it's the new the new and it, maybe you know that's the same as a play maybe it's the same thing I want to make I want to make a, I want to make, a it's, it's the, uh, <laughs> I want to make a metaphor here that you right. you might enjoy this it's it, it goes along the lines of your designer jeans your designer pants last night was the finale to American Idol I watched the whole thing was it good I enjoyed almost all of it well i mean it was a it it was it was just a decadent display of um, of americana but i watched the whole damn thing and kiss was on there uh uh, lionel richie was on there uh and then of course the kid there was a i can't even remember uh uh, uh, steve martin was that was the coolest part steve martin was in the background just playing his banjo and they had a couple of the american idols singing like this not quite bluegrass song but just kind of like this old country song little tiny area that they were occupying and steve martin's playing the banjo it was just a good show and the whole time i'm sitting there thinking to myself i hate myself i'm watching american idol i'm watching this horrible decadent show that's going to produce an uber mediocre pop star some guy who you've watched throughout the entire season of the show who you've rooted for and what is he going to do he's going to come out with like this mediocre pop album but yet you're watching this whole thing and i watched the show and i thoroughly enjoyed it And you know what i said to myself i was like I don't care. You know, I, I am enjoying this. It, it is appealing to it's me. It's better than seeing people thrown to lions, right? Uh, I don't know. I might enjoy that. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I guess my point is, is that... You Roman. If it's... If it, yeah, 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 yeah. What? And, and hedonism. <laughs> and I'm going to eat more I, pie and tickle my throat with a feather and puke it up and eat more and have I sex with little kidding. boys. Jeez. No, I, 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 I get, I understand what, you know, what, I get where you're going with, but I guess to, to make the parallel, like if going to Kohl's and buying a $50 pair of jeans that hug my hips just right makes me feel good, what's necessarily wrong with that? And I, I, Maybe you're going to come back with the marketing is telling you that those hip-hugging jeans are supposed to feel good, but why did I really thoroughly enjoy that two hours of American Idol? Was it the marketing? Was it the media? Was it any of that? I mean, I didn't watch the entire season because I'm like, I fucking hate American Idol. I hate all these kids and I hate... I, I enjoyed it for the first few seasons for its campiness, but now it's just so ridiculous that I don't want to even watch it. Sat down last night and was like, this is great. This is fantastic. Well, because it was, it's, of course, there's probably people being paid lots of money to figure out what people want to watch. Queen was on there, for God's sakes. The remaining members of Queen were on there. It's like, They wow. designed that thing to be enjoyable by the majority of the American public. And, and what's wrong exactly with what that? Was. I mean, that's what a good show promotion is. I mean, okay, so let's, let's, let's put it this, let's take Erica. Let's say Erica comes along and she's, she's a college student she's a sophomore in in college and she puts together a uh variety a two-hour variety show of all of these people in her school that put on a 
good performance and all the parents and friends of the people come and they're like, oh, that was really good, you know, and they enjoy it and they have a good time. What's the difference between that and, American and, Idol. and Erica coming along and saying, you know what, I'm going to get Kiss, I'm going to get Steve Martin, I'm going to get Queen, I'm going to get Lionel Richie and a whole bunch of other people and I'm going to put them in all one two-hour television show that goes over to a million people, billions of people across the country, perhaps even across the world, and just put on this show. Well, nothing, I uh, You know, and, 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 and I mean, it, it really goes back to at what point is it too much? You know what I mean? It goes back to is the jet ski too much? Is the, the cabin up north too much? That's I true. Mean, when do you cross the threshold? When do you sell out? That's true. When That's is, what it all comes you know, down to. Yeah. When do you sell out? I don't know. I don't know, folks. I'm sorry. This has been a slog. Well, I think I think maybe my per se per se perception. My perspective on perspective. it is is it it becomes too much when, um, because me being a small business owner, when I see, the you know like the WalMarts and the Coles and that, and I see the 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 like in the last six months two other secondhand children's clothing stores in the Madison area have gone out of business and I'm kind of like hanging on by a thread and it's like well maybe that's just maybe that's that's it maybe there's no room for small business anymore maybe if you want to get into it you have to be either Kohl's or you have to be affiliated with Walmart or you have to be affiliated with like Savers Department so you have to be a big you can't there's no small town corner business anymore so Pretty soon there won't be any. Well, look at WYOU. You know there used to be. Okay, Erica used to have been able to go down there and say, "Hey, you know what? I want to put on a TV show." And but now it's like, well, no, that's there's no more funding for it. But you know, so where do you get that? Where do you get the experience to kind of even be able to do something like this? I'm gonna get Queen and all this. I have no idea. Right. I mean, so there's, it has to start small, and there has to be that it, small town corner, <clears throat> you know, feel, and you have to get that, and you, and and that's true. That's that's where you get to know people. I mean, yeah, you can network and you can burn through, and you can ride your jet ski really fast through life, and you can meet all these people. And but, do you really get to know them? I mean, do you do you can you talk to those people really? I mean, you go to the bar. I, I mean, because I have some friends that are like, well, you try to talk to them, and it's like all they can talk about is like whatever they're wearing that day, or you know what 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 the weather's like, or you know the new the new program they have, or whatever. It's, it's it's you can't really ever. There's there's no philosophy. There's no well. Who are you really? How do you feel about this? What do you think about society? Oh, I don't worry about that. I just, look at my new car though. I got a new car. Do you like my new car? It gets forty miles to the gallon, and I'm I'm really environmental. See you later. Vroom, vroom, vroom. I got to go to coffee. Oh, and then when I get a coffee, I'm, then I'm oh, I got to take my kids over to soccer. Oh, my kid's playing soccer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, and and some people just never slow down. And some people are just like, wow, this is, you You don't, you're somehow not human when, when you when you never really, uh, the unexamined life is not worth living. I mean, that was a quote by some writer, I don't know how many years ago, whatever, who, who, who it even was, but that's kind of what I'm what I'm getting at is that somehow it gets sometimes it gets too big and people are so caught up in it all the time that they forget 
their roots and who they were and we're just all well, a bunch sure. of, you know we're just people we're and there's, just there's, and, and your neighbors are people they're not there's been hundreds know, of books and hundreds of movies made right on and that that's subject. that's more of my point and i mean i agreed with everything you said because i have said i would sit there and watch probably and i would be like wow this is i'm amazed i'm blown away i wish i could do this i'm jealous of these people that can put this kind of shit together because it took a lot of effort and it took a lot of it's there's a lot of artistry in it but as far as i'm concerned i would just I, I I enjoy just as much, if not more, watching a documentary that was made by some local guy about a bluegrass band. Because, hey, I have a little bit of a personal connection with that. And there's actually some funny things in there that would would never even pass the, the network rating system because it's not pc or it's not you know it, it doesn't appeal to the broader sense and it like the the the, the advertisers that are paying to have this commercial this show well, on the air wouldn't approve of it or or it's just it it's it's not it doesn't appeal to enough people fuck it i want to see something that's that yeah, has a few mistakes in it i want to play a game that has some bugs in it that i can like say oh look at there's a mistake there look at that that's kind of cool i want to read a book that has a couple spelling errors because i'm like oh look at this the guy who wrote this is human you know it's not a fucking machine that's just pumping out uh you know book after book after book after book or whatever i I don't know you see what i'm saying there um yes i do we have to wrap this thing up because we're at an hour and three but we haven't laughed once i will say that i think therefore you are we can't all be mainstream we can't all be putting on american idol performances you know the shows i mean there can only be a small percentage that can put on a ginormous production like that i mean if there is a ginormous production like that every single night of the year well then it all becomes commonplace but by the same token there is a diametrically opposed um smaller uh, unknown indie um, festival or movie or show that counters that ginormous American Idol thing, and that becomes the spice of life. So you watch this this American Idol thing, and you're like, "Wow, oh, that was pretty cool." You know, Queen was on there, but you know what I saw last weekend in Wausau was like the festival of bluegrass, and there was this one band who played this awesome cover of this great song and then you start researching you find out oh they're from maryland and you know they've come out with a few albums and you know they've got just like this itty bitty fan base the gourds then, then you can start talking about them and then other people are like oh yeah really oh, and then you play you have a party you play something like everybody's like what's this well this is the gourds from maryland they're awesome you know i mean that's everybody knows who rem is everybody knows who u2 is but who the hell knows who the cork and bottle string band is, or or who knows who? Uh, okay, uh, but cow fight is a uh, 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 oh northern, northern pines, pines band. band, right? But you put on like some of those songs, and it's like every you know, what? Wow, this is kind of cool. What is this? And then you're you know you got this indie band that's making no money, yet you can still like share that that artistry and that that inspiration with them. That's yeah, the spice more, of life. I suppose there's more. Everybody that, that can put. Look here. I'm gonna end it on this. Everybody can put salt on their eggs, right? But every now and then, you can put some rosemary on there. Curry. Just or curry. Oh, oh, a little dash of curry on your eggs. Curry eggs doesn't apply. Doesn't appeal to everybody. But every now and then, you're gonna find somebody's like, "What the hell is this?" Because it is awesome. Oh, it's just a little bit of curry. No, my my final question here is: What percentage of the people that watch American Idol do you really think do that? One percent. 
It's small. But again, how many people are going to put curry on their eggs versus salt and pepper? A very small percentage. But again, it's the spice of life. I mean, that's kind of what keeps that little element. The- See, what 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 frightens me is that that ninety nine percent is gonna is is gonna be catered to so exclusively by the big money making machine that that puts on the the big thing like that that they're eventually gonna squeeze everything else out. I mean, look at what was it? Uh, they in in Minnesota they tried to cut all funding to public television and it was like that's the only station i watch is public television and it's like if that disappeared i i would be like what the fuck now i got nothing to watch you know and yeah. it could happen i mean if you get good i mean if 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 we would have gotten another couple of years of bush in there who knows what would have happened you know i mean that that's the beauty of our political system though is that because it because it because it goes back and forth it's like a you know it's a boat with weight on one side and the other it's a pendulum you're right right it's a wave it, it, and right now we're on the fucked up side hopefully swinging towards the not so fucked up oh yeah side. well we're we're getting there i think i mean well folks it's been the 64th it's been the serious cash here wow pretty uh pretty down and dirty and gritty wow. but uh i think I'd, just a few words to wrap it up. I think there's something to be said for the spice of life, and that is just that's the undiscovered ginger, or little scary little ginger root, a little scary mixed amongst your scrambled eggs. Ginger scary, L- Luigi. What are the other ones? I don't know. Look. Oh, I don't want to do Look. this. Look next week. Let's do it next week. It's late. Holy crap! We played an hour and a half game of mule. There's the spice of life right there. Now, how many people have actually played Mule? The fact of the matter is, nobody's clamoring to say, hang on a second. Nobody's clamoring to say, hey, did you see Die Hard 4? That was an awesome movie. People clamor to say, did you see Army of Darkness? Oh, huh. did you get it? It's the the, the spice of life, the, the independent, the small things, the people that you want to share. Like Everybody's fucking in the country has seen Star Trek, well, except for you, right? So nobody's like going to be able to share Star Trek, but people can share these these smaller, independent, arty movies. Yeah, but if you go to the water coolers, what what are the what's what's the talk about? It's Probably about Star Trek. oh that Star Trek scene. Do you remember that scene? Oh, I saw yeah, I saw that scene. I remember that scene. That was a good scene. Wow, that one girl was kind of cute in that scene. Yeah, and the other guy when he did that thing with his boots, that was really funny in that scene. Remember that? I mean, and that's that's what becomes. But then again, maybe that's what the majority of human beings have to do to keep a society going is routine. Uh, boring tasks like that and to think in routine boring ways like that so that they can numb themselves to the point of doing those routine boring tasks to keep the economy going to keep the yeah i don't know i don't we, know we could go like this all night so let's just let's just what do you it. think folks come on Bring join us, us. tell us what do you think well, about uh, uh, whatever join us tfi at tficast.com you can write us at popsyndicate.com or the quick stop entertainment forums or gosh i haven't heard any feedback from any of our listeners yeah are we going in the right direction with this whole society we got i mean what should we do or perhaps we're just too down 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 send us a communique of some kind please and if you've ever played mule send us a communication let us know she used to be a farmer okay uh wow this has been 64 64 wow do it again next week, huh? Thanks for listening. Toodaloo.